0: Good, everybody. Welcome back to Kick City. This is episode 107, and we are here with a very special guest in the building. We have Sumner Academy head coach, our head coach from high school. Uh, Well, my freshman coach and my JV coach. Now he's the varsity head mm-hmm. coach at Sumner Academy, our alma mater. Mr. Al Collins Jr., welcome to the show, sir.
1: Thank you for having me. Love to be here.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, we're going to jump into our intro topic here, which... uh we'll we'll point this to you for here first coach uh, what is your favorite sneaker to hoop in you mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you're going to laugh at this but i wasn't one of those that always had the brand new j's okay so i never really got to play in the real j's um but my favorite shoe to hoop in was the sky pippins
0: okay which which one yeah
1: the uh the ones that had the air but didn't have okay. the real full air cuz mm. you know the cheap ones only had one air bubble
0: <laughs> so the, the,
1: those are the good ones The more up-tempo Yeah, the up-tempo okay. yep, Those okay. ones I played okay. in That one or And then honestly The Team Jordans you okay. know, They were a little bit cheaper mm-hmm.
0: So the Team Jordan was a good
1: one That I, I had the hoop in
0: Okay, okay Blaze, what, what's your favorite hoop sneaker?
2: My favorite hoop and sneaker Is the uh, Retro 13s Okay mm-hmm. I like the hoop in those um, Just very, very comfortable That And I was really big on the the hyper dunks. Okay. Um, with the fly wire or whatever Mm -hmm. that they tried to do with that, Mm -hmm. I was I'm was really big on that and the the comfort. It was good. So. Okay. I was like, what what about you?
0: Uh, for me, it would. I'm gonna throw a throwback one at you. Uh, the the gloves. Okay. Gary Payton gloves. I remember having those as a kid, and they were great to hoop in. Uh, great ankle support. Mm. Didn't have to worry about your ankles getting shattered in those. <laughs> uh, Cause kids love to play in low cuts now, which I don't understand. Me either. I, I just blame Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Blame Kobe. Yeah. It's I true. just don't get it. But, uh, yeah, for me, it'd be the gloves. And then I'd say close second would be the Jordan 12. Okay. Jordan 12 would be close second. Okay. Which looks like you, you have on feet. Tonight. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Absolutely. Um, what am I, what am I trying to think of with that? So you said, oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought. I'm tired, boss. What, so the first, uh, the first one you said was what?
0: For me, it was the the Gary Payton glove. So the, the zip the zip ones. Mm, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. That's the
2: question I was asking.
0: Those and uh the Jordan 12. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. But uh yeah so. Intro topic is done. We'll get into how everybody's week's been going. So, uh, Coach, what's we'll over to you? How's your week been going this week?
1: Pretty interesting. Always pretty interesting. You know, working at Sumner now, and from being a student to actually being in the building every day and working with these kids, trying to help them get to college, it's it's always a fun job to get to. So, But the week's been a little little stressful. Uh, just moved into a brand new home. Expecting my full child. Congrats. Oof. Congrats yeah, on both. the fourth. Okay. So it's one of those. Probably the last one. Okay, you know, the, up caboose. Up <laughs> the caboose. So, the caboose. Yeah, I just got to pay for them. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah. So it,
0: those things are starting to slow down a little bit. Okay, okay. Blaze, we'll throw it over to you. How's your week been?
2: My week's been pretty busy, Um, per usual. Um, I moved into a new home a couple weeks ago. And so just trying to get things organized there. Work's been taking off like crazy with the new job and whatnot, and so just got back from doing that. But it's been some stressful, but it's been some good times. Um, I'm I'm working full time with basketball, and I get to come here and talk about kicks. So I gotta be blessed at the end of the day. Okay. So good how's your you. week been? Good
0: for you. Uh, my week has been okay. I mean, nothing, nothing special. Work. Had my two off days. Time to go back to work tomorrow. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, not, nothing special for me. It's been a regular week. I uh, can't complain. Nothing nothing hardship happening. Well, there is something, but I'll talk about that later when we get into the books. Oh, boy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, you know. Uh, we'll talk about what what everybody has on feet tonight. So, uh, coach, tell them what you got on feet and uh and show it too. This, this man gonna really do me like this
1: because I asked him. I said, "Is there a dress code?" If he would have told me, I would have came through with my special kicks. <laughs> I came through in some 1952 vintage Chuck Taylors. Hey,
0: man, but but they're classic. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. classic. They low They're even the canvas ones too. So yeah, he's no. got he's got on low gray chucks. Yes, yes. he's comfortable. Yes, they're classic. I had a coordinate about that. I had a coordinate. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. People actually asked you about the dress code, Marco? He did. He did? Yes. You should You didn't tell him to come with something fly? I told fly. him wear
1: whatever I you want to wear. I would have came out with one of my 11s. I L- might have broke out my Concords. Right. Listen. I got three of them in the boxes that's, waiting to be worn.
2: See, listen, this ain't church. Don't come as you are. Make sure you got something fly <laughs> on. When you come to if, Kick City. If I get
1: a special invite next time, right. I promise you, come, I will come, come and clean.
2: Something fly, Marco. That, yeah. That's that's the disclaimer. Yeah. Make sure the kicks are good.
1: Because that's one of the fun things that I enjoy working with kids. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these kids these days, they think they got great shoes. Right. And so <laughs> one of my kids. Uh, Jordan Bryant from East High School he'd be like coach you ain't got no fly shoes I said look here I got adult I said I got kid problems with adult money I said, so guess what? Mm. Those shoes I couldn't buy when I was a kid Yes, make enough money now that I have a loving wife who lets me buy my shoes. Oh, and she has a bad as a shoe problem as I do. <laughs> so what I did was I took a picture of my Gatorade 6s, okay. my all red 11s. And I said, right now, here's my Concords and my Braids, 11s. I was mm. like, you ain't even touching those. Mm. So like I said, I like to tease the kids every now and then okay. with some nice shoes.
0: Okay, okay. Blaze, what you got on feet tonight?
2: I got on the field. Is it the field purple or court purple? 12s? Uh, I
0: think. It, I think you said it right the first time. I think it's field purple.
2: Field purple twelves. That's what I have on. I believe these came out like two months ago.
0: You mm, could say not two, even quite. Not, not even quite. I think about a month and a half.
2: About a month and a half. So mm-hmm. yes, the field purple twelves is what I have on. And so do that on real quick and got about my way i love the sneaker i wish i got it got it on the discount if i knew all that but i don't have access like that not yet at least (laughs) come on nike talk to me not 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 yet i don't have the hookup like that
0: and i'll round it out here uh i pulled Mm. out the uh Toe jordan one lows uh just just picked these up on the restock the other day so this was a pickup and on feet tonight so uh yeah that's what i got on tonight and i just want to say that ain't fair Cause you got you got a small foot,
1: you know. We put those. Shoes <laughs> I mean, on. I do have the smallest like foot of the three of us sitting here. You know, that's why a lot of people understand. Like, I like the ones. But when you put on the ones and you wear a size fourteen, yes. Sometimes you're like you got on clown shoes and you just a flop flop flop. I can't. I guess so y'all, y'all do not have that same, yep. same mm-hmm. problem. Same, same situation. That's well, I, I mean at least letters.
0: y'all got the height though. I, I got I'm vertically challenged. But see, this so. ain't the vertical this ain't the vertically, vertically <laughs> challenged show. This is the kid's
1: show. So, you know, you see a little baby infant shoe, you're like, Oh, ain't that cute. You see a size twenty two <laughs> shoe, you ain't over here talking about oh, look at Shaq's nice shoes.
0: Oh man. <laughs> uh but yeah so you, you, speaking of that uh any pickups <laughs> any pickups for you this week uh you know what i've been
1: looking and my wife she asked me and i i just bought a house so i told her until we get some of our bills under control that we know what's going to be coming i'm saving my money so okay i'm gonna hold off. so but as soon as i do get something i'll let you know
0: okay fair assessment mm-hmm. blaze pick anything up
2: Yes, I got the from from bots. Shout out to the bots out there. I got um the J Balvin's Okay. The threes, but mm-hmm. I got them in like a size six. Oh. So um be looking to, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, I like I got, I, I got like all excited, but I got like the random with the bots from my discord group. And so I was like, what am I going to do with this size six when it comes? And so I, I guess I resell it. Like you can't
0: it. even really trade that.
2: No, you can't. Right. Trade black. Cause I'm like, they were like, you want a size six back? No, I want a size 14. Yeah. So, They're going to be like, no. Right, and so <laughs> I'm like, do I keep it? But I don't want to keep a two hundred and fifty dollars sneaker. It was like two eighty four with tax that you can't Ooh. do nothing that with That I can't do nothing with. But and so, look at it, right? And so I'm like, I gotta sell it. So
0: because that's a bill.
2: Yes, there you go. So <laughs> I think right now they're going for that size between three fifty and four hundred dollars. So I'm gonna try to get rid of that as soon as I get it. Okay. So, okay. J Balvin threes. Uh,
0: my pickup is what I got on feet. Um. And that was all that I got this week. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's it for me. Uh, we're just going to jump into our convo with our guests then tonight. Um, so, Coach, uh, first question that we like to ask everybody when they come onto the show is, what sneaker made you fall in love with sneakers?
1: Oh, see, now you go on to that point. Actually, it's <laughs> funny because I was just talking to one of the students at school because they came through with the Jordan 4s. Okay. That just came back out. And I was like, man, I remember sitting in school – drawing the little character and drawing the jordan fours over Mm -hmm. and over and that's the one i was actually thinking about that i need to get next jordan fours because i never had a pair of jordan fours really never but like that was the first ones that i was like man i really like that look and i i mean perfecting drawing those pictures so jordan fours were those but then the ones as i started getting over the 11s the concord 11s Mm -hmm. because like having the big foot that patent leather around the doesn't make them look as big, mm-hmm. and it was just the deal. So, but the Jordan fours were probably the first ones that made me fall in love with sneakers.
0: Okay, on on that same thing about elevens, do you like the high cut that they've gone back to, or do you like the lower cut patent leather better?
1: <laughs> low cut when summer. And I just want to show my nice ankles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But the low cuts, because I bought the cherry, the white and red mm-hmm. cherry 11s. Mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, so I bought those. Um, And I like the way they look with a nice pair of shorts. But it's like every now and then, I know me. I want to get out there and play some. So I got some type of high top. High top just brings me back to the good old days.
0: Okay. So you're talking about the actual cut of the shoe. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about the cut of the patent leather. So they, they, a few, what was that, probably three, four years ago, Mm -hmm. they went back to the high cut on there, which is what Jordan had originally when he was playing. Mm -hmm. And then as they retroed them, they lowered the cut of the patent on See, there. there's you knowing all that. See, I didn't. I, I didn't look at that. Remember, I'm four kids deep, so I, I haven't been able to pay that much attention
1: yeah. to it. But no, I, I mean, I always like the high cut. You okay. Know, for me, but that's that's just like when you say high cut, I was thinking high tops. Mm. But yeah, no, the the anything that's vintage for what it used to be, I love that. I love that in the shoe.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. So. We'll get into some of your coaching here. Um, so a- as a coach, what would you say is your favorite thing about coaching? Like what do you enjoy the most about it?
1: The thing I enjoy the most would be the relationships. Okay. The relationships I build. I mean, I think that's what has us here right now. Yeah, yeah you know, for sure. I just happened to run into somebody special at their job one day. <laughs> they try to come up and sneak up, but you know, you can't sneak up on coach. <laughs> but, on <my> <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, the relationships that I built, you know, the, the bonds that I have with my kids uh, that I watch them grow up and then we're able to have conversations. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'd heard the other day, you know, when you have a child, when they're young, you're supposed to nurture them. Mm-hmm. When they're in their teenage years, you're supposed to coach them. So you think about it like a lot of times when I get you guys as high schoolers, I'm coaching you, but I'm not only coaching you just for basketball, but it's life because they go, co- they coincide. So for me, I'm I'm big on the relationships. That's why I enjoy most about everything. Then the next part after that would be seeing the success that comes with it. Um, because success is what you measure. It's not always in wins and losses, but it's like, do you feel yourself being better in life? And those are the things I really enjoy about being a coach. Okay, okay, that's fantastic.
2: What got you into coaching? <laughs>
1: um, my dad. Mm, to be honest, that makes sense. Yeah, my dad, Pop, Pop was one of those. You know, he coached us ever since 1985. It was when he first started the KC Running Rebels at the YMCA, mm. and then UNLV came through, and that's when we started calling ourselves the KC Running Rebels. And so what had happened was me being the point guard because he wanted everybody to be able to handle the ball, everybody be able to talk no matter how tall you are, and you had to learn all five positions. So ultimately i was a coach on the floor all of his players were coaches on the floor and you look at like his pedigree earl watson became a coach um teron Liu, terry noon now a coach at wichita state mm-hmm. so uh nick robinson that came out of liberty he was coaching at stanford i mean utah for a minute so that coaching that you're doing on the court as a player it tends to say okay can i do it outside because one of the hardest things i think players have which now, it's lovely to see you coaching, if not here, <laughs> is hopefully, you know, one of the reasons we don't have a lot of teachers these days is because coaches aren't making a difference or teachers aren't making a mm. difference. So when you hear players that you coach are now coaching, that means hopefully you taught them something that they feel like they need to pass on. You think about this, each and every one of us is a library. That's what my father's always said. So when you die, there's a whole library that's lost. Man. So what you're going to – what he's hopefully passing on is something that I've taught him. Mm -hmm. Maybe it might be the interactions we've had. Maybe it might be the late nights. Yes. (laughs) Maybe it might be the work ethic. (laughs) All those things come into play because, for me, that's what got me into coaching. My father was a coach, and it wasn't like I wanted to be a coach. Like, I didn't want to come back to Sumner. That's why it's so crazy Mm -hmm. now that I'm at our alma mater coaching there when I was like, I hate school. (laughs) I didn't want to be in school. I just passed because our rules was God, mom and dad, homework, and basketball. And we had to have a 3.0. I did school for that. Graduated because I just knew I had to have an education, but basketball was it. But along the way, I learned a bunch of different coaching styles. So when that happened, it kind of led me into coaching. And honestly, I think it's just where God wanted me to be, you know, because when I graduated from college, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Because all my life, I just played basketball and went to school. And when I got done, I was like, okay, I'll go to school somewhere, I guess. And then I had a professor tell me, no, you're gonna be overqualified with no experience. So then when I came home, my dad ran into Coach Springs and he was like, I need an assistant coach. And then I was like, might as well. Because i always been around popping the gym when I come home from college. And I'd work out with the kids and then i'd help video games when we we're in vegas or cali mm-hmm. and then i'd say some things hey i see this why don't you do this this and this and then it just started molding me into being a coach
0: and i mean i knew you even before the sumner days because mm-hmm. you were one of the instructors at one of the basketball camps that i went to mm-hmm. as a kid so that was always unique that it came back full circle yeah. that i met you again as a freshman at Sumner Academy, doing the 6 a.m. practices, <laughs> all that different stuff. Should have went undefeated as a freshman team, but we didn't. We went, what was that, 20-1, and one, uh-huh. something like they that. lost the because <laughs> somebody went dunk. We but hey, no we, we, like we're not going to say James. no names. Oh, my god, We don't say no names.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to remember that is just crazy.
0: Oh, man. I, I remember a lot of stuff from high school, to be honest. Uh-huh. So. And see, I remember it because that was my
1: first coaching experience. Uh-huh. And so the thing, I don't think you guys know this, but the funniest thing about that was um, when we when we beat Ottawa, Ottawa put in the newspaper, and you guys don't know this, my dad has it somewhere. I would put in Sumner Sabres stop Ottawa's undefeated season in blowout. And to me, that was the best thing ever. Because <laughs> I had told you guys, I was like, hey, we lost to them in overtime because of Miss Dunk. I'm not going to say no names. But we lost We lost in overtime, and I said when we go to Ottawa to prove we're the best team, we got beat down by double digits. And if I'm right, but then we beat them by 20. And so they put that in the newspaper that Sumner Sabres stopped them. And it was their freshman team that was supposed to be undefeated. So that was, like you said, that was monumental. And that was my first time coaching.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? And then, like I said, you were a great players coach, so everybody loved you, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, moving into the next question, what would you say has been your greatest challenge as a coach? Parents.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> parents. I'm sure you can relate, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> pa- parents is the,
1: the greatest challenge. Like, it's funny because my dad said this, he used to say, you know, I can deal with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's the parents that irk you because the parents, they can be supportive. We love supportive parents. But don't be supportive when you know what your kid can really do. Mm-hmm. Don't be supportive when your kid, you know, your kid's not putting in the time. Don't be supportive when you know your kid is not producing as well as someone else. This isn't equal opportunity. If you want equal opportunity, go play intramurals in a fun rec league. But do not do it in environments of summer, spring basketball, or high school. And if you do care about high school being fun and intramural, then don't go to a school where they're trying to make something of that program. Because sure. the kids usually aren't the problem. If they go and complain to their parent, that's not necessarily the kid That's a kid just fighting for a lifeline to be a part, and they want their parents to defend them. It's like, as we were talking about Deion Sanders, he said on 60 Minutes, they asked him, he said, so what would you say if your kid came home and they said, the coach said, you need to enter the transfer portal? He said, are you a liability or an asset? And that's what sometimes mm-hmm. these kids, they don't have the tough love of, Well, go out there and work hard and give them your best. And if it doesn't work out, you gave it your best shot. You know, it's it's not a participation award. It's did you give it your best shot. Now, let's be honest. Some coaches have favorites. Some coaches might do that. But that's where you got to be real and be honest with your child. Back to that coaching part. You're coaching your kid at this time. If the coach really isn't doing something right, then you can say, see, this isn't right. It's okay to say that, but don't be like, oh, well, let me go beg my kid back on because coach has favorites and I'm going to get the other parents on board. No, don't rally the idiots. (laughs) No, don't do that. Just, hey, maybe I need to go to another school. You know, because one thing I'll tell you is with all the years I've coached in the spring and summer, like I will tell some parents, they will want their kids to go to one school, and I'll say that school doesn't fit your child. Don't go to that school. Look at what they have playing before your child. And if sports is that much to your child and you want them to be on the floor or the field, look at where they're going to play. And if they're not going to play, then it's your job as a parent to put them in an environment that they can I'm sorry if that means you got to move. I'm sorry if that means you got to put them in private school. But if you're really going to be a good parent, be real with your child and be like, hey, this is a situation. Either those kids are really better than you or maybe that coach does have his favorites. For whatever reason. But don't just be like a whiny pants and be like, oh, I'm going a, I'm to a have words with them. I'm going to go to the AD. I'm going to go to the dean. No.
0: Basically, no. don't be oblivious. Yeah. Mm. Be real. Mm. And there's
1: nothing wrong with saying, okay, hey, we, we know you probably won't play here. But if I send you this school, you'll probably play. But if you go to this school, you might need to know how to fight. Because <laughs> how you going to get on the floor? Right. Right. You know. For sure.
2: That's what's up. Um, tell me, give me a brief description about these two things. Um, give me a brief description about a great assistant coach, and then give me a brief description about a great head coach, hmm. in your words. Hmm. You can start assistant and then go ahead.
1: Yeah. Great assistant coach. A great assistant coach is supportive. Mm-hmm. A great assistant coach is, and when I say supportive, I mean they're going to back the head coach 100%. They're going to be the one to pick up the kids if they know the balance between the head coach and the assistant coach. So, like, there are some head coaches that have to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. So the assistant coach has to be the one saying, hey, this is what coach is really saying. This is what you need to do. This is how you can either be on the floor or quit getting the coach yelled at. You'll love this one. For an example, Melvin (laughs) Gatson. Melvin Mm Gatson, You guys remember what his nickname was in school? Mm-mm. Oh, look, I'm about to hit you with it. Melvin better not be mad. They calling him OC, out of control. Mm. Great talent. Yes. But they say he was out of control. And so Melvin was like, I, wanna, I should be on varsity. And Coach Springs even told me, he was like, Melvin's good enough to be on varsity. He said, but the problem is he keeps turning the ball over. So me as an assistant coach, I heard that. So what I did was I went to Melvin. I was like, Melvin, stop turning the ball over. I said, you can probably move up if you stop turning the ball over and coach don't see it. Cut your turnovers down. So he started cutting his turnovers down. Then guess what happened? Coach then started letting him play JV, then started letting him play varsity. He was getting more minutes. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, a good assistant coach is going to know what the head coach wants and be able to relate it to the the players and also as himself as an assistant make it happen. Mm -hmm. What makes a great head coach is knowing who he's hired as his assistants – and knowing how they can support him. Mm -hmm. The good part about Coach Springs was he didn't have to tell me to talk to his players. I'm a player's coach. So if I hear something and I know how bad you wanna play, I'm gonna go and have that conversation with them to make them better. Mm -hmm. A great head coach is gonna know his staff, but also gonna know how to talk to his players. If a coach doesn't know how to talk to his players, he's not gonna win. He's not gonna be successful. Now, can he get a whole bunch of kids together and walk into a great scenario where they can play without a coach, of course. Mm-hmm. But what makes them better is if the coach can communicate well with them, if the coach can have his staff communicate well with each other. Those are the two main things that I see that helps make both of those situations great.
0: Okay. What would you say, like, as far as, like, the, the game and its current state, like, what is something that just irks you about the current state of the game? One of
1: the main things that irks me is they won't leave the game alone. (laughs) Just being honest. The game is at a good point for some things. But, like, I don't know if you gentlemen know this, but, like, there's not going to be any more one and one Yep. They're doing away with they're that. They're doing away with it. They're doing a, they said do like it like I didn't fight. know that. They like, y'all, y'all being in the yes, circuit and all absolutely. this. How does that feel, Mr. Kick? That, that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. But, no. Yeah. Yes, So, for high school, yep. they're getting rid of the one and one Yep. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with the one and one It rewards you for being good at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So, yep. now everything's an automatic two shots. Mm-hmm. Participation. No. They're trying to say that it affects, you know, injuries. How many people you've seen get hurt on one-on-one? I know. I said the same thing. What? But that's what they're saying. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, to me, there's a lot of things that the game is fine the way it is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out of your way to be like, okay, what can we change to make this better? I mean, like they were talking about putting in a shot clock for high school.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's the only thing I say about it. I'm for it, but I'm also against it. I'm for it because college has a shot clock. NBA has a shot clock. The only problem I'm not for it is because if you watch any high school game, these kids are shooting before 10 seconds anyways. So you're wasting your time with a shot clock. In my opinion, because they don't need it. They don't. In my opinion, the only reason why you would need a shot clock is a fourth quarter of a high school game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Why is that? Because in the fourth quarter, you get smart coaches that will sit on the ball. Mm-hmm. Like Stall. For, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, with me, my kids know. I don't I tell them we're not going to say stall because most coaches and most teams aren't smart enough to listen or know when we're stalling so like for instance some things don't need to change like I will run coach Springs odd against a two three mm-hmm. so when we're running they're running the two three I tell my kids we're going to odd 40 odd 40 what's that we're making 40 passes before we shoot mm-hmm so, while we're passing the ball around 40 times, they don't realize we just took three minutes off the clock.
0: <laughs> you run in a stall without calling it a stall. like you Yeah.
1: Make, make the other team have to be smart enough to figure it out. I'm not going to tell you I'm stalling. It's just like when I'm going to foul at the late game. I tell my kids, if you hear me call a color, that means foul. Because if a referee hears you say foul, they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. But if you just say blue and your kid goes aggressive for the ball, the referee might not just think he's being aggressive. You get a steal instead of the foul. Then the other team's like, where's the foul? you scoring buckets. So I'm always trying to think ahead. And so for me, like I said, the shot clock just needs to be in the fourth quarter for high school. Yep. It doesn't need to be the whole game. Because like I said, you watch any high school game within 10 seconds, that ball's going up. It is. They're not holding the ball for an hour, not until the fourth quarter when they say, oh, we're up eight points. We're going to hold the ball. So if you really want to see the game a little bit better, put the fourth quarter as a shot clock that's the only one but that's the only thing i just don't like them making so many changes to the rules like one of the things i would say like if they were going to change something they need to change the angle of the free throw line so like for instance you normally see the european free throw line is wide at the bottom right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you think about it that doesn't really help the defense that's the way it's supposed to think about the original free throw line Technically, it's like this, and they even took out the bottom and moved you up so the defense could get an advantage. But what happens is most people push from the backside, right? Right. So it's crazy. But instead of having to go wide like this, have it go wide at the free throw line and put the defenders inside so the, the offensive player is already behind you, that would give the defense a better chance to get the rebound and you have less fouls. So if you're going to change something, change something like that. Mm. Don't just say, "Oh, we're gonna take away one and one because <laughs> kids can't shoot free throws." It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. You're rewarding them for bad ha- bad behavior. Oh, nah. you can't make Here, here's, another no here's another Try one. another. Try again. Mm-hmm. No, that ain't no gonna lie. Yeah. So that's my thoughts.
2: Okay. That's what's up. Give me um, the best one of the best advice you ever gave your players. <laughs> it's off the top of your head.
1: Well, it's funny because the first thing I thought about was. I told Jordan Bryant, "Play stupid games, you get stupid rewards." <laughs> <laughs> and he told me that one day. But no, I, I say, in the in the game, probably one of the best advice I always give my kids is, if you're not doing it right, figure out something else to do. Mm. So and that goes with life. If you don't like where you're working, figure something else out. Don't just quit, but you can do something else. Like when a kids like, he won't, they won't pass me the ball. Well, it's basketball. Can you go rebound? Can you play defense?
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: shot's not falling. Well, can you pass? Can you play hard? Can you hustle? Can you do something else to be of value to your team? Mm-hmm. Those are the, that's probably off the top of my head. That'd be one of the best things of advice I've told my kids.
2: God dang it. That's where I get that from. Um, <laughs> I remember the best advice you gave me was I complained about not getting the ball. And you was just like, get an offensive rebound. It's like you get five offensive rebounds, you get 10 points. That means you're scoring do something else that gives value to the team other than them just giving you the ball. Mm-hmm. And I tell that to my players too. Mm-hmm. If you didn't score, if you did not score, did you do anything else to benefit the game Correct. and benefit your team? So that's yeah, That's well, where I got you. that. Yes. See, that's why I'm see? like my jog and my memory. <laughs> now you're giving my memory hey, back. We're uh, bringing it back. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm like, so, um but,
1: but you know what, but like to say that, and like I said, that's one of the things that made you a better player too, mm-hmm. because like, Some people, when you're not making shots or you don't get the ball, then all of a sudden they want to call a play for you. Mm -hmm. Or they want to give you the ball. They want to tell somebody. And that's one of the things a a coach can do wrong. Oh, give Mark the ball because he ain't had it. Or I see frustration on him. No, teach him. Say, hey, is there something else you can do? Because let's say you're not scoring well. Mm -hmm. And you just, oh, man, I'm not making shots. So now you forgot about the team. It's I. It's I. Right. Right. But if you say, hey, you're not making shots, well, can you lock that guy defensively who's getting buckets? Mm-hmm. Can you block him out from not getting the ball? Can you do something else? Because if you can, then I can leave you on the floor. Right. And that's one of the things like, I've always try to give my players, give me more than one reason to have you on the floor. Mm-hmm. If you're a one-trick pony, we in trouble if they stop that one trick. But if you got several things you can do, now you're able to be on the floor. Like, you can learn all five positions. Mm-hmm. Then I might be able to have four, six, five guys on the floor because they can handle the ball. They can shoot the ball. They can dribble the ball. Right. But if you say, oh, I, all he can do is be tall and rebound, well, he ain't rebounding. So let me go to the four foot three guy. <laughs> uh, you got to have something else you can do.
0: Do you think that's a problem with the game right now? Is that a lot of people are becoming one dimensional? Like, they can't do something else? Like, Steph Curry has made it popular to just chuck up threes right like that's mm-hmm. that's popular yes. right Right mm-hmm. now, like people don't like to play defense because it's not glamorous it's not on a highlight reel right people don't like to rebound because it's not on a highlight reel right I mean right now kids are in this era where everything is on TikTok mm-hmm. everything's on Instagram mm-hmm. everything is about how can I get my views up how can mm-hmm. I do my brand correct do you think that's the issue is that oh, everything is one dimensional
1: it is because it's back to the coaching part the kids aren't being told by their coaches in the trenches of what they can do to get to college. Like I think both of you will really respect me with the idea of that I told you how to get a job in college. If you wanted to play in college, I told you what you need to do. It wouldn't necessarily score 20 points. It mm-hmm. was not necessarily be the uh, 20 assist player game. It wouldn't get 50 rebounds. It was be a factor to the team. One of the things I can say is like as a coach, and anybody that comes under me as a coach, we try to portray team atmosphere. So, like, what I tell a lot of kids, if you want to make it to college, be something that the coach needs. Like, one of my – he's one of my assistants right now. Um, he's about 25 years old. And I coached him. He went to Winnetonka. His name is Carlos Page. And I was like, I've always told all the kids, if you work hard, be a team player, you can make somebody's team. You might have to walk on but they're going to see value in you that they might give you money after that. So Carlos went to Springfield, and he was just working out and playing. Next thing you know, the players liked him. They introduced him to the coach, and the coach was like, hey, why don't you come play on our team? He was like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. Came back home. Then he decided to go to a school out in Colorado because he had family. But before he went, he emailed the coach. This is what he said to the coach. I would like to be a part of your team. I'm not worried about shooting. I'm not worried about having the ball. I just want to be a part of the team and and help where I and be of help where I can be. The coach said I normally don't check emails. He's like, "But this caught my attention. When you come to Colorado, come see me." He wound up making the team for where the Denver Nuggets practice at in Colorado. Wow. So he got the he got free tickets to the Denver Nuggets game. Mm. He got to play against um Plumley, Mason Plumley, when he played there, and he got to be in all that environment all because he said and did the right things. Let's go, you said, a lot of these kids aren't being told what it takes to get to that spot. They see the Steph Curry. They see Steph hitting 50-foot threes, but they don't see Steph making 2 million threes right. at home. They don't see Steph in the weight room after a game. You know, like a friend of mine, he's a uh, the head equipment manager for the Memphis Grizzlies. And I was blessed, he got me tickets for my sons, and we drove to go watch him play. And afterwards, because they were playing Golden State, because my son's a Steph Curry fan. And so I was like, can you get me over to the bench? Because I grew up with Chris Weems who's assistant coach, mm-hmm. now moved up to the front chair. He was like, yeah, after the game, we went to the locker room. When we sit in the locker room, uh, Chris came out, and I was like, hey, I was like, do you mind? He's like, no. He, said, no, he said, if they come out, I'll make sure you get to me. I was like, cool. I said, uh, he said, they're weightlifting right now. I said, they're lifting weights. That same phrase, I was like, they're lifting weights after the game. They just mm-hmm. got done playing. They said, no, that's part of their recovery. So, like, wow. kids don't know. Think about it, after you played against, in high school, after you played, what if we went to the weight room and worked out in the weight <laughs> people room? People would have rioted. You yeah. know. And right. Like, we, working, we just played 32. Right. Movies. 32 you old want, minutes. You want me to go work out? You don't know. Right. But these are like the little things that people don't know. And I was like, they lift weights afterwards as part of their recovery to get bigger and stronger. That's why when you look at Steph Curry now, he's still, what they say, the babyface assassin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you look at his body. Yes. His body's changed because he's still working out and he's got to take those bumps, but that's what they do. And so like, those are the things that people and kids have got to learn. What are their little secrets that they do to make them where they are? And then I got to incorporate that in me. I can't just take the highlights of, Oh, steps make jumpers or steps doing this. So I'm going to do this. Like the, the going joke is when you're at these tournaments Coaches say, Steph Curry messed up the game. <laughs> yes. You got kids out here pulling up 50-foot threes. Yep. And, like, Steph Curry messed up the game. Well, he didn't for those that are putting in work. Because mm-hmm. you think about it. Kids are making more threes probably than they ever have. Yes. Because their confidence is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether we like, you went one for seven. <laughs> but their confidence is there. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. But it just takes coaches and adults. Because, like I said, you know, I would take you guys to play, or my old guys would come in the gym and you guys would scrimmage with my old guys. And that that experience with the older guys helped build you confidence, you know? So, then, like I said, that, this is it. Us older guys got to be around for the younger kids to not harp on them, but just be like, hey, you want to do that? You want to make that kind of money? This the time you got to put in. This where you got to put it in here. And when they learn it the right way, most of them are willing to, once they believe in who you are, they will listen to what you tell them.
2: Yeah. Um, I guess it's just off subject with me. We're on subject right now. Mm-hmm. Did you? Did you ever imagine me being a coach? When you looked at me, when you when you saw me and saw the type of player I was, and you know could what? you ever imagine that?
1: I could imagine it. Uh-huh. Did I see it? No. Right. But the reason why I can imagine it, because back to what I said, I knew what you learned. Mm-hmm. I knew what you know. It's like like one of the things I tell a lot of my kids now, because like I do camps and clinics, and so I'm trying to teach kids how not to just have a job at McDonald's. Right. And I tell them like this, nothing wrong with McDonald's workers. Right. You know, somebody's <laughs> got to work there. Yes. But it's like this, if all this time you spent with me, everything I've taught you, you should be able to teach someone else. Mm. And I knew you absorbed it. I know everybody's absorbed something. Mm -hmm. I know you guys could probably be watching the game and be like, I remember Coach Al told me this. I do the same thing with who I'm with, but it's because of the relationship we had. So I knew you would know enough. It mm-hmm. just makes me smile when I heard you were coaching. Uh-huh. It's only made me mad you didn't come back and want to coach with me. Maybe <laughs> some type away, I'm like, you can coach with me? Uh-oh. I think because who you coaching? We're living the dream. Uh, yeah, yeah. You I was like, the Brad Manning got one of my kids. That's <laughs> whatever. Well, I love Brad. You yeah, guys, Brad. Brad, we uh, he let me play when one time when I had to play against my alma mater Mo West. Uh huh. But no, I was like, you know, I'm just glad to see you, you're doing good and you enjoy coaching. Okay, and that's what it is because it's a benefit. Yes,
2: definitely. Definitely. Shoot, I didn't know. Are you still doing running Rebels? Yeah.
1: So, okay. So, here's, here's a quick story about that. So, I carried on after Pop Stopped. Um, and right now, the Urban Scholastic Center, uh-huh. they've helped us out and they're going to pick us up and they're going to help sponsor us That's for because we were on the New Balance circuit this past okay. kind of summer. Okay. So, now New Balance and Next Pro went their separate ways. So now we're supposed to be on the Puma circuit with them. Um, And so USC, they love what we're doing with the kids and supporting the kids. And, you know, they want to help the kids in Wyandotte County and any kids that's trying to get on, you know, trying to get the opportunity. So we were blessed that they're going to step up and help the kids out to be able to travel and do those things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's
2: fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. I know. I I knew your pop stopped obviously with age and all that. Yeah. Um, shout out to Pop Collins, by yeah. the way. My goodness. Um, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't know you carried on with that. So yeah. it's definitely a big deal. But, and
1: I'm gonna tell you this. Back to what he said. What's what the hardest part? The only reason why Pop really stopped is because he said the parents. Mm-hmm. He was like he. And honestly, like I remember, I was in California with Boots, my brother, and he was like, <laughs> "I'm done." When Boots' was senior year, he's like, "I'm done." He's, like, "I'm not doing this anymore." And that's when I stepped up, and I was like, I'm going to carry on. These are going to be my rules. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to fundraise early so we're not doing it late. Mm-hmm. But the reason he stopped was because, like, he would tell the parents, old school now, so be prepared. <laughs> he said, I want you to run two miles forward on the track. Mm-hmm. I want you to run one mile backwards. Mm-hmm. Okay? Old school. You yes. Know pop. So when he said that, he said, I want you to bring me back the times. You know, parents were bringing back, signing off on their kids running the exact same time every week. Like they say, they ran two miles forward in <laughs> 1502. Like 15 they didn't 02. improve. Yeah, like, like they didn't, didn't improve. Every, they didn't get slower. <laughs> they didn't eat, you know, lunch before they ran. It was always that time. He was like, then he get the five minutes of workouts and practice? And he'd Dang. be like, you're not in shape. Right. And so he got – and what he got tired of was – People wanting him to bring back his glory days of having kids go Division One, go Division Two. everybody's getting scholarships and playing professionally. They want that, but they didn't want their kid to put the work in. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, if you're not going to make them put the work in, I'm, I'm not going to do this. That's why he never really wanted to get a sponsor because when you get sponsors, they tend to want to tell you what to do. They yeah. tend to want to tell you what kid. And from his relationship – he was never about cutting kids. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm never about cutting kids. That's why I became a great partnership with USC. Because, like they told me, what made them really want to help sponsor us was because I told them when they, they were bringing an institution in to watch mm-hmm. that I was going to help donate, I said, now when you come in here, you're going to see some kids. You're going to be like, that kid don't deserve the opportunity to go out <laughs> of town. I said, but the way I was raised – Everybody deserves an opportunity to go out of town. Mm -hmm. Everybody deserves an opportunity to play against the best and see the best. That's going to either make or break you. Either you're going to come back and put in the work, or you're not going to come back and you want to go hang out with your friends and be at the pool. Either way, you deserve the opportunity. And uh, Dr. West over at the USC, he said, that's why I love what you do. He said, because you're giving kids the opportunity. It's not about the select few. Because I get tired of hearing all these, oh, this is uh, the elite, elite team. This is the uh, <laughs> super showcase. Super showcase? What? Come on now. Yeah. Your kid came and make the JV team at- Facts. At the, I high, at the high school. Right. In November. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like- no, you can't. You can't be. You can't call everybody elite. Right. You can't call everybody special. Mm-hmm. It's not that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why some of the things are different these days. Because when kids really find out that they ain't special, mommy.
0: Well, and it takes some people longer to figure that out than others. Yeah. yeah. Like, for for me, for instance, and I'll just put myself as an example here. So I played basketball and baseball mm-hmm. in high school. Looking back on it now, I wish I had quit playing basketball as a sophomore and had dedicated all my time to baseball. Mm -hmm. If I had done that, I'd probably become a D1 athlete Mm -hmm. in baseball. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, we just don't realize that at an early enough age, I think sometimes, and just, you know, basketball was my favorite sport, so I wanted to continue to play basketball. Mm -hmm. But, being at my stature, being mm. the type of player that I was strong <laughs> it just it it college basketball was not a realistic option for me
1: Well, I'm gonna say it this way, and I'm just being honest with you and this this is me just being me. It is an option, but it depends on what you're willing to put your chips in because mm-hmm. here's the thing. how many summer trips did you go on when you played basketball in the summer, spring and summer, like where did you travel to?
0: I traveled to Wichita. I traveled to Texas a few times. But that was about it.
1: And see, mm-hmm. during you guys' era, that was the shoe circuit. If you weren't going to Adidas, if you weren't going to Nike, you weren't going to get seen. And that's the problem that hurt you was because if you weren't traveling at that time mm-hmm. into those big places, here's a sad part. What goes on a lot of times and I hate getting into this, but one of the problems that it is is a lot of people are getting paid off of people's hoop dreams. Yep. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of tournaments that are out there that are saying, hey, I got this special tournament, or we have this tournament, we got all these teams, but they have no coaches. Mm-hmm. Just like I can tell you, when we took kids to the Adidas circuit, or we took them to Adidas 64 in Vegas, or we went to Double Pump in California, they had the list of every Division One coach and Division Two coaches that were there. And it was like up on the wall so you could see it. And then they were sitting there. Just like when I played, and we, for us in 92 to 96, that was right before the shoe circuit. So that was like Derron Rush down. They weren't all the way mm-hmm. just there yet. Mm-hmm. So for us to get seen, we had to go to AU Nationals, which was Kings Kingsport, Tennessee, um, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And that's where when I
0: played, I saw Jermaine O'Neal. You know, you see sixteen Jermaine on the and you plan. know, thinking back on that, that might have been the problem with our era because we thought that it was still AAU at no. least, at least yes, yeah, at yeah. least within our no, circle, start, yeah. we thought that it was still AAU
1: and it wasn't was the national it wasn't. way to be seen. It wasn't so it wasn't. And I'm telling you now, and that's why I said, like for me, that's why I'm still in the game because I got my two sons and my daughter and a new daughter on the way. So like I know I want them to have an opportunity to play the sport. Even though, like, I would respect the hell on my kids if they just go to college, just to go to college, mm-hmm. just to be a student, because you know I had a hernia, lost a tooth, all that playing in college, and what I get for it, a degree. <laughs> and What else I get for it? You know, I did make the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but it's like, uh-huh. it was it really worth it? Where you see everybody else getting to have their Starbucks and sit in the cafeteria and be able to relax and do what they want. It's different, but yes, when you guys are coming up, it had to, you had to go to Adidas, like. Uh, I'm trying to think of who was the players that we took out of town at that time. Like we had Dan and Don that came out of Wyandotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that time we were playing against the New York giants. His name was cat Cato or, or something like that. Kelvin Cato. Yeah. He, his, his, his nephews were playing and he saw Dan and Don, he was like, man, I like those twins. And I was like, well, let's stay in touch. He was like, yeah. He said, if I can do anything to help him, I will. They went off on some other ends we know of, yeah, and yeah, that kind of lost that opportunity. But they still had it. But where do we take them? And like you said, you guys had the misbelief of you're playing on the AU circuit. But even if you weren't going to Nationals, you weren't going to get the looks. Because like that 15, 16, 17 age group, mm-hmm. that's when all the Division One coaches were out there. But then when it became Adidas, it's like this. Who sponsored, what colleges is Adida, Adidas sponsored? I'll give you one KU. Right, right now. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. think about where most of the players that they play come from KU. I mean, come from Adidas circuit. Uh-huh. They don't get a lot of kids and come from a Nike circuit. Yeah, they're going to recruit them because they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So
0: you're talking like the old ABCD camp. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: And see that the, the, that's why the Nike or the movie Air mm-hmm. is so crazy to watch it because like I actually met Sonny Vicario. And I met him because when we were on the circuit, which will probably be another time for you guys, we'll have that conversation. But when my dad was with Nike and all that stuff happened, when they left, my mom called St. Vicario personally and was like, hey, we just left Nike. We have Andre Williams, you know, he's 6'10. We had this other kid. We had Joseph Macklin, who wound up going to Colorado State. And we had these kids, Malcolm Campbell, played at Alabama State, State. came out of Schlegel, Hall of Famer Schlegel. Crazy. We had all those kids on the team. My mom was like, we need to get these kids seen. We were on Nike and we left. Off of that phone call, he said, bring them to Vegas. We'll put them in the platinum bracket for Adidas. We go to the platinum bracket. We're playing against Illinois Fire, which was Antoine Walker's team. We're playing against Carlos Boozer's team. We're playing against all these NBA teams that are associated with Adidas. Mm-hmm. And we like, oh, my God. But that's where Andre wound up going to Oklahoma State. That's why I uh, wound up at Alabama State, all those things. So being on that circuit was huge. Mm-hmm. And you guys didn't get to be there, which, like I was going to tell you, your work ethic would have been there, but there's a couple things that I think also separates between dual sport athletes. And this is one of the things, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but like my dad told me, and he would always tell kids, it's great to play multiple sports, but when you're playing baseball, are you still picking up a basketball? When you were playing basketball, did you still go hit? The answer is probably no. Yeah. So that's the reason why you were a master, or you are a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so what happened was you were really like even killed, but you couldn't separate yourself because when you were playing basketball, baseball players were what? Hitting they were training. And training mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. Then when you went to go play baseball, the basketball teams were traveling and going out, you were playing baseball. So you were like one step behind because you weren't still putting in the same time. And the story my dad told me was a friend of his had a beautiful jump shot, but he was also killer in football. And so my dad said one day he left his, his books at the school ground, and so he had to go back. And when he went back, he said the guy was shooting jump shots with his, short, with his leg pads on, but everybody else was at home. So while football season was in, he was playing football, but when practice was over, he mm. was at the school ground getting his shots up. Mm-hmm. So he was putting in those extra hours. So when it came basketball season, he was still on point. He mm-hmm. was still up here. And that's the only thing that I would say would have been different. Is So many people say, you know, kids these days are specializing too soon. They're saying that. They're saying, because you think about it. Like my son, he's nine, okay? He's only in the third grade. We held him back one year because he came from Montessori to a regular, high, a regular elementary school. So you look at him, I put him in flag football because I'm doing that camp. He doesn't really like it. I would say, hey, I'm going to do flag football. Okay, I packed. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing a t-ball. Hey, I'm going to go t-ball. Wanna come with me? Nah, I'm gonna go play outside with my little brother. Okay. Hey, I'm going to basketball practice. Day, can I come? Day, can hmm. you shoot? Day, his, can you work with me outside? His uh, sense of urgency is mm-hmm. there for that, <laughs> and he loves Steph Curry, so he's like, he's all about basketball. Like tomorrow, when my, my youngest son has flag football. I had to go do basketball practice. And my wife's like, "Trip wants to go with you to basketball. So I say, yeah, because he's not going to be doing anything at the football game, flag football. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, come on. So guess what he's going to be doing? Putting in his work. And so I don't want to specialize But if he's not enjoying it, I'm not going to waste my money doing it. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Because that's like my six-year-old in flag football right now. Like I told my wife, I do flag football camps. He really ain't wanting to do that. She said, well, I want him to do it for socializing. I'm like, we want to socialize, we go to the pool. pool. We want to socialize. <laughs> we want to socialize. Both of y'all said the pool at the same time. The pool, go to the, hey, hey, hey. Go to the you park. You know what I'm saying? Yeah we, yeah. we ain't socializing playing flag football. No. No. That, we, we, we doing this, we doing right. this for real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we doing. Because yeah. it's a fee for that. Right. It has to be. So for me, I'm like, we going to work if we're going to do these <laughs> sports. Because I want you to understand, sports is for work. Because guess what? She's going to be the first one telling me, why ain't he so competitive? Well, because you've been doing it for the social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, If we want to do this for real, for real, let's do it for real. Right. And we're going to get something out of it. Yeah. So for me, that's where I'm like, it's, I don't want them to specialize too soon. But if they're not really showing interest in it, cool. But that's where, like, for me, I think, like, recreation centers should have opportunities for kids to just play. Yeah, That's where the socializing mm-hmm. comes in. If you think about it, like, one of my blessings was I was raised, I went to daycare basically all my life all the way up to ninth grade. So the daycare I went to my middle school years, it was a country club turned into a daycare. Mm -hmm. So you think about it, when it's raining and snowing, they had an indoor racquetball court, they had a basketball court in there. So I'm doing what? I'm shooting baskets. Uh Well, I might be in that racquetball court with like eight little kids trying to steal the ball from me. I'm in there dribbling, I'm handling the ball. Then when the weather was nice, we might be outside playing rag ball. So I'm playing baseball. Then we go out and we play flag football just for fun. That social, mm-hmm. but we're playing leagues and we have practice. No, that has to be, is this what you really want to do? Right. Are you enjoying this? And so I think that's where, like, for you, that's a little separation that probably should have happened in high school where they say, okay, well, if you're going to do these sports, then we're going to put more time into these sports. Right. And I think that's just the only thing that would have been I, I
0: think that's what separated me from my brother, actually, because my okay. brother specialized in baseball. He mm-hmm. ended up going and playing mm-hmm. college Baseball, mm-hmm. and because he he, did. he spent more time in baseball on baseball. He he actually did away with basketball altogether and mm-hmm. played football and baseball. So mm-hmm. it, even mm-hmm. more time, right? Because those those seasons are completely different. Different. Yes. And so. it, and like I said, love Kobe Bryant. Like
1: mm-hmm. you know, I got to tell people, Kobe Bryant to me selfish, but I respect his grind. Mm-hmm. I respect his work ethic, and when he said. I'm getting up at three a.m. Yeah, he can do that. He's making hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. My kid ain't gonna be getting up at three o'clock in the morning because I ain't getting up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I got to yes. work. Right. I love you, Kobe, but, but, no, but I'm not doing that. Right. you making. Hey, they like Kobe. Uh, Gilbert is talking about what's Kobe doing? Oh, he at three a.m. Let me go watch. Okay, yeah, he doing this. Yeah, you got a hundred million dollars too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can go check up on Kobe. Yeah, yeah now, an When person. Kobe tell us that, oh, and what I got the most out of Kobe is like what he said. If I spend three hours in the gym and you spend one, my hours is going to add up more than yours, so I'm going to be all the way up here. Respect. I get mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, like I want my kid to have a family. I want them to understand that. Now, when you get to that point where you want to make that Kobe Bryant money and you got that time, that's where you find that out in college. That's why I think college is so important for kids. Take that college route, and now you're just in class, and then you can go work out whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Now you can be that Kobe. Now you're going to put that work in. And that's what separates a lot of people when it comes to specializing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: good. I'm good. You got anything? No, I'm good. Well, we're going to close this out with one last question here. We're going to do a rock, stock, or drop here based on what you've told me. (laughs) So we're going to go rock, stock, or drop. And I got three sneakers here for you. So I got the Pippin more Mm up-tempo. We got the Jordan 4. We'll go. Well, what, what's your favorite colorway at Jordan Four?
1: Oh, I'm going with my man, red, black, and white. Okay,
0: so Brad Jordan, Jones. the mm-hmm. the fire red force, and then we'll go uh, Concord Elevens. Okay, so which me, one are you rocking? Which one you... you
1: showed me on that you sent me?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We this is oh, okay. just a whole separate thing. Oh, okay. That that's going to be something different. Okay. So okay. rock stock or drop, uh, more uptempos, tempos, Concord Elevens, and Jordan Four. Uh, Fire reds. So I gotta rock the elevens.
1: Okay. I'm gonna rock the elevens. Just I'm gonna stock the the fours.
0: Okay. And, and you're seven. dropping the up tempos. Yep,
1: I'm gonna drop the up tempos. Scotty's getting dropped for he's talking. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Scotty's been guessed.
2: Ben got dropped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god.
0: Okay, okay. You so don't uh, have me on no more. I already know. Ben got <laughs> So, we'll jump into sports talk here for uh, real quick. So, um, we'll jump into the WNBA playoffs. So, uh, jumping into the second round of WNBA playoffs, which WNBA has figured out the playoffs. Take the best teams. Quit the conference thing. Just take the best teams. I think they have figured it out. That's that's my opinion. You want me to be honest with
1: you? Yes. They didn't figure it out. Okay. So, here's the reason why. And I'm going to be honest with you the WNBA there are more women in this world than there are men correct it's correct if the women would invest into the other women the way men invest into men the women's game would be so much more they need to make money off of games the pattern is what the NBA is doing why the NBA put in the extra playoffs and the extra tournaments cuz they say it's more revenue mm-hmm. the more revenue you could bring in the more value you have so you see you know what I'm saying don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I agree with you. I think the best should play because it's almost like too many games sometimes. Yeah. But realistically, go with the mindset of what's going to work. Try to get more women to invest in women. If that happens, that's the only thing. What made the biggest difference was Kobe wanting to give in to the women and say, hey, I want to help. I want to be a part of this. I'm bringing light to this. Mm-hmm. Bringing that light helps shine it. You know. Then it's passing. Then it kind of dropped off a little bit. I'm telling you, you got more women in this
0: world. That, the women's game is actually pretty legit. It if is. you sit there and watch, it, mm-hmm. it
1: is. But it's, it's 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 like a fine wine. Yeah. Just be honest. Yeah. It's you, it's it's a taste. You mm-hmm. got to really respect the game. Like everybody's like, the flames thing. Two things I heard when you talk about changing games. They say you know it'd be better lower the goal to nine feet. Right. Yeah. And I'm yep. like, because what do they say? Oh, they dunk. The men dunk more. The men. D- but guess what? You don't wind up having more women tear ACLs and blowing these out, trying to dunk. That ain't the real thing. The real thing is, like you said, it's the connoisseur. It's understanding, watching the game, watch how they get open, watch how they score, watch what they do. And they're more they're fundamentally playing. sound. Most definitely. Most women will be, beat most men in three point contests. Watch the three point contests mm-hmm. in college. Those mm-hmm. women will be shooting the lights out against those dudes. And there's nothing against them, but they, because why? Most guys are
0: practicing what? dunk the ball, dunk mm-hmm. the ball. Now, Steph Curry's changed that, but. Well, and to be fair, the guys chuck up way more shots than the ladies do. Mm-hmm. Like, women shoot at a higher percentage, and they don't chuck up as many shots. Mm-hmm. Like, I think women at most chuck up maybe eight to nine threes a mm-hmm. game versus the guys are chucking up like
1: 15. Shooting percentage is a lot better with women. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, skill set fundamentals are a lot better with women. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. But like I say, I just, I just think I don't think they need. I, I like having the best teams, but when it's that short, they don't make as much money. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And That's so, fair. if you want the game to be long, I know the NBA supporting them, and whatnot. But like, they've they've had several things where they broke down how much money the NBA players want to get paid and how much revenue they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. So we know to make a good business model, you got to make money. Which means here's a crazy saying, but you know why I used to call it commercial soaps, right? You never knew why they called. You remember no. soaps? Soap, yeah. soap operas? Soap operas, mm-hmm. yes. Because they knew women were at home. They were selling soap ads. Mm. That's why they're called soap operas. Mm. So if you're going to make money, you got to find what are women spending their money on to watch the game that you can sell during that time. They have to figure out who's watching the game, put ads on to get those people. It's no different than what YouTube and Netflix and all them are talking about. You got to have ads to make money. Right. So you got to have more games to make money. Mm -hmm. You got to have a TV contract to make money. Mm -hmm. So to do that, you got to have the games to say, okay, how much revenue can we bring in? How are we going to bring in this money? So you got to figure out who's supporting the women's game and
0: go from there. Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) the two series that we have coming Mm -hmm. up are going to be the Wings and the Aces, and then we also have the Sun, the Connecticut Sun, and the uh, New York Liberty, which I think is all leading to an Aces and Liberty final. That's pretty much the foregone conclusion it's of what's going It's entertainment, right? Huh? It's entertainment, right? right. Th- that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Now, personally, I would like to see Alyssa Thomas move on because Alyssa Thomas is, mm-hmm. is a triple-double machine. Like, mm-hmm. if If you remember when Russell Westbrook was putting up triple-doubles like crazy, Alyssa Thomas is doing the same thing in the women's game, but Mm -hmm. nobody's talking about it. Right. But that being said, I don't think they're going to beat the Liberty in a a five-game series. I just don't see it happening. Um, I also don't see the Wings beating the Aces in a five-game series. And if we're being honest, I don't see the Aces beating the Liberty in a five-game series when it comes to the finals. Just because watching those games throughout the season Mm – the liberty cooked the aces mm-hmm. i mean absolutely cooked outside of the first game when john quail jones wasn't playing mm-hmm. because she was hurt mm-hmm. the liberty have cooked the aces mm-hmm. i say all that to come back to the two series that are coming up <laughs> who do y'all think is going to win those series and uh like what do you how do you think that they're going to go so first we'll talk about Aces, wings. So, Coach, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think is going to happen in that series? Vegas,
1: baby. All this stuff's about That's gambling fair. these days. You gotta, I mean, and they're, they're defending champions, right? Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, until, they, until they get dethroned, you got to, I mean, I don't see how they're going to lose against the wings. That's just me, you yeah. know. And I hate saying that because I'm always those people that I'm like, it's it's always something more to it. You mm. know, with all this gambling going on, it's yeah. about money making. Yep. And, you know, I think uh, there was somebody, one of the NBA players was talking about how he said, you better get your M's and M's from this. Millions of mm-hmm. memories. <laughs> so, understand, <laughs> understand the women that are playing. I, I, I see the Aces getting back there, and, you know, just because, once again, we're trying to pull it in. And they're a good team. I mean, not to knock them. So, I see the yeah. Aces winning, yeah. personally.
0: Blaze, what's your thoughts?
2: I don't think the Wings get one game. Ooh, <laughs> sweet. So, you just kind of just ended with that, yeah. Yeah, with the aces, yeah. Um, just from what you see from the regular regular season with them, and uh, how the aces basically controlled them, and um, I, I, yeah, just whatever what Coach Collins was just talking about. Um, yeah, I, I don't see the Wings getting one game.
0: Okay, I won't go that far. Okay, I, I, I think it would be a uh, I, I don't know how you phrase that a Lady sweep uh, because I think that the Wings right. get one yeah. game. I think they'll get one game. I think between Natasha Howard and uh, Arike, they're going to get one game. Okay. I Now, that might be a last-minute buzzer beater like uh, Teresa Weatherspoon type thing against the Houston Comets. Right. But I think they'll get one game. Well,
1: I'm just going to say it this way, same way they said. When you're playing away, a you guys score 15 to every one point. So you think about it. If you are playing away, what you gotta fight against the refs, the crowd, mm-hmm. and the other team, and the expectations of losing, it's a lot to come back from. Because even when you're down ten points, you yep. almost gotta score twenty, 20. just to <laughs> make a Give difference. A That's why, like, if you watch the games, you'll see ebbs and flows. That say say the wings are down eight points, and then all saying goes to fifteen. Then it comes back to eight. Then it goes to maybe twelve then mm-hmm. it comes back to eight. That eight point hump, if they can't get over that hump, it ain't going to happen. But you think about those numbers I just said 15 and 12. Mm-hmm. It's 27 points. Right. There's that 20 points I was telling you that it mm-hmm. takes to come back when you're not playing at home. Mm-hmm. And I believe the first game's in Vegas, too. I think the first, first two, two, two. First two are are in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. So then you're going to put the third game at home. <laughs> uh, ladies, <laughs> sweet. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll move over to the Liberty and the uh, the Liberty and the Connecticut it's Sun. Sun. Uh, what do you think about that one, Coach?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's set up for the, the the Vegas to play Liberty, just just the way everything's panning out for that. Yeah, you know the Connecticut Sun, they're gonna fight. Th- that's just gonna happen. But also, I think you're gonna get out coached. Yeah. I agree. I think that's the one little piece that people Cause, forget about sometimes. Because
0: Connecticut has the talent; mm-hmm. they have the talent. DeWan Bonner and Alyssa that's Thomas mm-hmm. are a great dynamic duo. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they're a couple, but I mean, they're a great dynamic duo on the court too. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I th- I agree with you. I I think that they will probably get out coached mm-hmm. because the coach for the Liberty used to be the Phoenix Mercury coach. Mm-hmm. So. Championship pedigree, you know, you, you know. Mm. Hmm. just the way I'm looking at things. Hmm. What <laughs>
2: Blaze, what's your thoughts? Um, Connecticut gets one game, okay, and it will have to be Game Three. Um, obvious for obvious reasons, but I mean, like when you're dealing with Sabrina and Stewie, when they're when they're on a the heater, it's lights out.
0: And don't forget about JJ too. She's a That's, former
2: MVP. Yeah, you're right. I always forget about with 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 JJ thinking you got about
0: the me.
1: other two you just talked about. Yeah, right, yeah, and I'm like these, these two. I mean, like
2: Sa- Sabrina get a uh, drop fifty on of you course, quick. Of course,
1: of course. And hang on, was it Uh Kobe Mamba Mambasita? Right. You know who she acting like? Yes. So you know she gonna come to kill.
2: Right. Like, like you know, game one and set the tone. Like if Sabrina, if Sabrina gets thirty in game one. It's a wrap because you know Stewie's getting Stewie's getting gonna Stewie's going to get her. She's going to get her. She's yeah. she's going to get that t- uh, twenty and fifteen on you quick,
0: easy.
1: So easy. And Jonquel
0: going to have ten rebounds and like fifteen points. And, right. and that's
1: why I said it's going to be hard on the defending champions to beat them as well. Yeah. Because like I said you look at all that, all that. That's the perfect storm. Yeah. That's coming together.
0: Yeah. You know, it just depends on how fast they want to get there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, they also got VanderSloot on that team, who is psh, crazy, crazy on dimes. Mm-hmm. She averages about nine to ten assists a game. So, you. what can you do? What can you do? Um Sub. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, we'll move on from the WNBA and move into the NFL. Um, so, we're two weeks into the NFL season. Um Technically three if you're counting the Thursday night game, which was stinky. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, oh. Well, we might talk about don't that. Do that. Don't, don't, do that. Don't, I, don't do that. We might. We might. Because my first question for the NFL is, who is the biggest disappointment in the NFL so far?
1: The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. <It's> because, <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I hear about right now. Yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah. Okay. Justin Fields. They He's supposed to be in. Bad. And the coach is quitting in the third game of the season. Right. It's like the defensive coach, too. The yeah. person is supposed to be stopping everybody else from scoring. Right. And we're going to find out when they play the Chiefs. Right. But that, I mean, I knew he was about to say something, but I had to just say that because I always want to say, the perfect <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Blaze, what's your biggest disappointment?
2: I would say the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers. I'm just sad. I'm sad that we didn't we get a chance to see Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. I am. that. Zach Wilson, I didn't want to see him. I want to see Aaron Rodgers, see how that went into So I guess disappointment for me, like a sad disappointment. Okay. Like I'm sad.
1: I okay. feel sorry. Hang on. I know you say you shouldn't feel sorry for somebody who has a private jet. But I feel sorry for the owner more than anything. (laughs) Because he seems like a good dude. Right. That just can't work right. Right. I mean, he went with Rex Ryan. That went sour. The buck fumbled. Mark Sech, Chess. Right. You know, couldn't really get a quarterback. Then finally, Aaron Rodgers Rodgers says he's going to come there. Because let's be honest. I want to see Aaron Rodgers go back with Vegas and match up with adams that's mm, what i wanted to yeah going to right and, go and yeah. rogers got to play against my homes two times a year yeah that'd be crazy. that's a great that's ticket for all the uh aoc fans to see those two going at it twice a year no and, doubt but when he decided to go there i was like well maybe the jets gonna have a chance
0: Woo. yeah
1: Dang. and i knew Good that achilles, i'm me. sorry when i saw it i knew it was achilles he had that achilles walk like oh, kobe I was like, There's like, it's a high angle sprint. I said, no, it ain't. I was like, he done. Uh, he's you done. And you having a Achilles yep.
0: entry, you you probably knew right away, too. Yep. As
1: soon as I saw it, I was like, he's done. Nope. <sighs> Jesus. Nope, he's out. He got better doctors than I got, though. But.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> he talking about come back four or five months. Like, yeah, okay. Come back yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Calm yeah. down, Aaron. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's your whole Achilles. Yeah, you didn't smoke that
2: much. But for real. what <laughs> Ayahuasca, he ain't drink he that ain't, much of that. He ain't done enough shrooms. Right, you know facts. I don't know mm-hmm. what La, La Land is. <laughs> now, now
1: we know NFL will give you one of them Demerol shots that you know Patrick Mahomes will numb you up. Right. But, but you know, not from that. Not from no, that no. Achilles, no.
0: Nah. If Kobe couldn't run, you ain't running from some D-tackles nah. trying to chase you. Nah, for Science. sure. Um, I'm going to keep it in New York. I, I think the biggest disappointment so far is the Giants. Oh. I mean, through six quarters, they got outscored sixty to zero. Hang, uh, but hold on, Wow. they gave
1: they, you can't really count them as a disappointment because they went with that quarterback wow. to pay him all that money <laughs> to say Saquon <laughs> don't get his Danny Dimes. Yeah, hang on. So now all of a sudden Saquon's not playing, and here's the thing: I'm I'm never gonna take take nobody's money out their pocket. I but am. that's who they chose to play. That's who I they chose am. to pay, right? <laughs> if they chose to pay, then he should be showing up. You're right. You're not wrong. Mm. And so then the wide receiver said, "He hurt. Oh, I got. I gotta get separation. You gonna you gonna throw me the ball now? And they can't catch either. Mm. You're not wrong. I'm
0: just Darren Waller couldn't catch a ball to save his life it yesterday. Ain't it? Vegas. Oh. <laughs> That's how you feel. It ain't man. Vegas,
2: and I mean some of That's
0: those smart. were bad passes from Danny. But uh, now when you pay him all that money, and I thought Danny was going to use his legs yesterday. What legs? He ain't Michael Vick. I thought he was going to use his legs. The I two thought that he was standing do- on. <laughs> Blaze is upset with us because the Giants are his second favorite team. I do.
2: I like the Giants. You're almost as bad as my dad. Yeah. He loves the Raiders. Oh, go see, no, 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 no. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> oh, I got to. So Don't do that. Who's your first favorite team? The
1: Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> the Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be honest. So, like me, I just stopped rooting for teams. Okay. And the only reason why is because ownerships and teams do the best for the ownership and teams. Absolutely. And being a former player, I'm like, like Dwayne Wade, not change but Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, everything he gave to Miami, uh-huh. they didn't even pay him first. They paid Chris Bosh, then man. they let him go. Then he had to come back to be like, okay, we sorry, we right. want you back. Yeah, that's just wrong. Dwayne Wade never right. should never went to another team. Shouldn't have went to Chicago ever like or Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland. yeah, right. So for me, Cleveland, you know, that for me, and, and so like even when Tom Brady left the Patriots, yeah, I was like, but I would. I, I respect Tom Brady, but, like, one of the things when we were talking about Daniel Jones, he said today's NFL is different than when he first came in the league. He said when he first came in the league, you weren't throwing over the middle. Mm-mm. He said because if you weren't on point, somebody was getting knocked out. Yes. So today, that's why I get, you know, games are different. Mm-hmm. Times are different. So today, you can throw a ball up here. Yes you better not touch that wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, he was getting blown up. Mm-hmm. So, guess what? If that quarterback back in the day threw something up here, that wide receiver went had alligator arms. <laughs> yep. I'm not going to get that. I want to see my money. Yep. Those are the way it was, but it's just different these days. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I root for players. Okay. I root for people that I think are good people. And then I just go from there. Like, I was watching something about Michael Vick when he played with the Eagles mm-hmm. and him and Deshaun That's Watson and Shady McCoy. Is so, Mad at Chip Kelly, it's uh, mm-hmm. like they, we probably could win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. once again. Ownership getting rid of a coach, I mean, who they get rid of? Andy Reid. Who? Who? Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was he done since? Two, two Super Bowls. Bowls. Was, was that a bad decision? Two, two Super Bowls six? and three appearances. Five straight AFC and, and, and got a hold on the AFC West. Mm-hmm. So hey. for me, that's why I say I root for good people. Like I root for Andy Reid. I okay. root for Pat Mahomes. I, I do root for them. You know, okay. So New York Giants disappointment, huh? It, that's his. I, his.
3: Uh, it's not a
1: disappointment to you. I'm one, sad. One and two. I'm sad. <laughs> you waiting for Lawrence Taylor to suit up? Yes. You know they're doing those commercials now. <laughs> I do. Andy Smith and Jerry I need Rice all that. Jersey, I, need, I, I need him back. They got Dan Marino with glasses on, reading the playbook oh, on there. Man, listen, bring back Lawrence Taylor.
2: I even take Tiki Barber. Give me something to get excited <laughs> about Tiki with the Barber. freaking Giants, man my dad texting me don't don't text me they stink
0: 138 yards of total offense they stink it was for bad. the high school team oh <laughs> right
2: right come on man Anyway, anyway how, know, how, get-
1: many, how many yards did Deion Sanderson throw for? 400? 400. It was, it, was, yeah. it was an He's insane He's still in college, moment. right?
2: Yeah, Yeah, the Giants mess around get a high enough pick to draft him. No, nah, you done because- pay too much money to Dan. No. Oh, then you shit. can't get rid of
1: him after one year after you gave him that contract. Oh. I'm going to tell you like this. Like they said, when they give somebody that kind of money, they ain't going to bring somebody in cheap to take his spot. Because then they got to answer. Because here's the sad part. Let me come to you and say, hey, I'm going to trade you Daniel Jones. They're going to look at you like, and I got to pay that salary? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Hurry I, up, man. You, another got, topic. you got four All years. Right. We you got, got another. four years to hold on, Daniel Jones.
0: <laughs> we got another one here for you. So who, who's your biggest surprise in the NFL so far? Um, for me, it's the Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders are my biggest surprise. Sam right Howell. They, they the biggest surprise Hang on.
1: through two M- weeks. Mr. Chiefs, they shouldn't have been a surprise. You got they Eric B. calling plays. They shouldn't be. With. You was going to go with them too? No, I was not going to go oh, with that, but the Eric but B. Enemy? Enemy. Yeah. absolutely. Hang on. Here's the thing. This is the only reason why I think the Chiefs lost the first game, because Eric B. ain't calling the plays. Yeah, offense Hey, awful.
0: I don't disagree with you. I think our play calling is awful. It's awful. I,
1: I, I, I don't want to knock somebody, cause them lose their job, and I know I'm just a little voice. But here's the thing: What did he do as a head coach? Who's now your OC? Mm-hmm. You're, you're and not my wrong. thing is, Eric B. Enemy, like I love him and I respect you, but back to that point, you asked me what makes a great assistant coach. Mm-hmm. If I was Eric B. Enemy, I sit here and make as much money, pay me a head coach's salary. I'll sit behind Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and when Andy decides to leave, hey Chiefs, can I be the can head I coach? Can I take that over? That's what I would've did. Yep. I mean, I understand he might want to be a head coach sooner than later, mm-hmm. but I'm like. I got Patty Mahomes here, Andy Reid. God, love him. is getting older and bigger. He might be like, "I'm eating more of them chicken nuggets from the commercial." Hey, I'm be out in a year. Mm-hmm. You, Eric, slide in my spot. We see it happen all the time. Like Mr. Gunter was talking about the Rooney Rule today. What's the best way to get an African American or a minority in the position? Let him just move into it as an interim mm-hmm. instead of having the interview. Because obviously, don't nobody want to hire him. Right. Yeah. So, that's why I said, I wasn't surprised with the commanders. Especially when Eric B. Enemy. everybody knows, Eric B. was a hard-nosed runner. He's old school. So, when he's doing training camp, Andy ain't going to tell him to lighten up. And so, when he went to Washington, the players were like, he working this too hard. <laughs> and the coach, he said, "Um, did you see this dude's resume? Right. Obviously, he's telling you what works. Mm-hmm. Back to good parenting. I'm telling you what works. Mm-hmm. So, if this works, how about we bring this here? So, when they're winning, I'm not surprised with that. I'm not surprised at all. I'm happy for them. But then it makes me look at the Chiefs even more when they're not scoring or they're not – hang on. What did they say against uh, the Jacksonville Jags? Oh, the Chiefs ain't running the ball. Why Why not? Because your running back coach, O.C., is not there anymore. So, now you trusting everything on Pat Mahomes. And let's see if his shoulder holds up as many throws as he throwing. Ugh. We know his legs Ugh. won't. Ugh. I heard somebody say Patrick Mahomes run like he like he's a little taller that stole
0: something. <laughs> when Scampering. Them, when them
1: little legs slow down. <laughs> Who, who's your backup quarterback?
0: Ooh, I don't even know. There you go. I don't even know. You better know. work
1: on that run game. Yikes. Pacheco.
0: Yikes. Pacheco is out, too, this week, I think. Yeah. He's out. Mm-hmm. So, we got yeah. Clyde I, I, Edwards. I don't
1: know how real that is because I think they're trying to see how good Clyde Edwards is hilarious. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Because here's here's the thing. So, when I was in college, I was looking at trying to play professionally in, like, this little summer league. And I went and watched this game, and this kid from K-State was just Terrible. But this other kid from this no known school was like really good, and so at the next game I saw him in the I saw him like up by the concession. I was like, "Hey, I was like, you had a really good game. I was like, how come you're not playing?" He said, "Oh, the guy from K-State they pay him five thousand dollars a month. <laughs> I only get paid like 250 He was like, "So they want to let him play more." Back to the point of ownership and everything going on, Pachanko, we want you to sit down, Clyde. Clyde, let's see what you can do, because we won a Super Bowl without you. We're giving you all this money, and you on the re-signing year, too. Let's see what you can do. And I haven't seen that much from him. So, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with the Bears with no defense. Ooh. Jesus. If he don't run, guarantee Pachenko going to get paid.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um. So, who's y'all biggest surprise? We'll throw that out there.
1: I would say the Buccaneers
2: for me. Okay. I would say what Baker Mayfield's doing. Shake the um, Baker. It's good, and then um, the Buccaneers' defense looks relatively good with um, everybody coming back from injuries. I feel like they were they had a lot of injuries last year, so the Buccaneers look really good. We'll see this week they play the Eagles, so mm-hmm. we'll see what, what they're made of. They'll be tested. So, but I would say the surprise would be the Buccaneers, especially what Baker's doing.
0: Okay. So. Surprise for you? Saints. Okay. Mm-hmm. Derek, Derek Carr.
1: Derek Carr is actually doing something. My dad would be mad. <laughs> he's, yes. he's a former Raider. Yes. Yeah? Hey, hey, and you don't, he, he, ain't, he ain't throwing the Devontae Adams, right. a, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. And you down there winning in New Orleans? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we'll see. But it is in the same conference as Baker. Yep. So we'll see. Yes. Okay. But also the biggest disappointment I think is going to be your Chargers. Oh.
0: Because mm. they
1: got a dynamite team. I think their coaching is a little lacking. He need to be fired. Dean <laughs> told you you can't you can't take money out. Well, he got me. He like he like your boy from Arizona. Yeah, he'll be all right. He to be all yeah, right. But no, he 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 gotta go. All
0: right. Well, before we get into the books, uh, we're gonna real quick uh, talk about investing in your future with Forge and Link. That is F is F-A-L-F-G.com. com. Uh, go to forgeandlink dot com. Uh, invest in your future get your roth iras any of your investment game up to par uh talk to my guy william white he's the lead uh financial advisor over there he's my personal financial advisor so run over to falfg.com and make sure that you invest with forge and link um blaze i know you say you were Talking about doing uh-huh. that real soon. So. Yes. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Just with investing and putting my money into different spots and letting that money sit. Um, the difference between, I've learned between the difference between investing and putting your money in savings. And so, um, when you want to invest, I would say that you definitely want to embark with forging Link with William White. And so, that's definitely something that I'll be pursuing. So, forging Link, get your money right the investment way.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, With that being said, we're going to jump into the books where we try to make some money, um, which this week has been awful. It has been awful. After last week being so great, this week has been horrendous. (laughs) Monday Night Football smacked me. Uh, Thursday Night Football smacked me. Today, got smacked again. I'm like, Jesus, can I get off of this red streak, please? Um, But we're going to talk about Colorado. Uh, Colorado was 21-point dogs uh, earlier in the day. They have now since moved to 21-and-a-half-point dogs. Do you guys think that they deserve to be 21-and-a-half-point dogs to Oregon? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. No. We, oh. we talked about this off-air. You off-camp. already know. I said, <laughs> ain't no way. No.
1: No. Not, hang on. Cause it's back, like it. No, it's back to Dion. Right. You know, he knew what he recruited when you get the whiny the whiny kids that can't handle, you need to enter the transfer portal and you got kids coming to you and they want to fight. And, and that's why I love Tomlin. He says, I don't want, I want volunteers. I don't want hostages. Right. So when you got kids that want to play for you and they want to fight for your name and it ain't their name, that's, I don't, I can't see 21. Cause I don't see them letting down like that. Yeah, me mm-hmm. either. I mean that—that's like a total implosion, which to me is almost like a knock. I mean, unless, unless, what's uh, what's the young man's name that got hurt? Uh, Travis, Travis Hunter. Hunter. Is he playing? No, no. That's he's why he's out uh, three, five weeks. That's why they're saying it. That's why the points are that bad. Because here's the thing: like I watched the first game, and 60 plays in football, like they said, that's unheard of these days. Mm-hmm. And how in shape he is, and how well he played they're putting that as one of the reasons why they did struggle. Because, like, even though his son passed really, really great and the tight end came through, I think they're thinking, okay, Oregon's going to shut down that tight end. Who else you going to throw to? Mm-hmm. If they stopped a little speedy runner, running back, then what do you have? Mm-hmm. You know, Shadour Sanders, he's not really running a lot. So how are you going to score? And I For think sure. that's why they're trying to give them 21 and a half. Because I think the the bookies are trying to figure out how you going to score. Mm-hmm. When your best players are out, how you going to score. Mm-hmm. But I think Dion and his staff, they'll be good enough. And I think they're going to put up a fight hard enough to where, it's, you know, you're going to
0: have to beat this that bad. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't see that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they'll lose. I do think that they'll lose. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're losing by 21 points.
2: No. No. And are
0: twenty two points
2: now? Yeah. No, if they can get to the second quarter with it seven to ten points, and then be it'll be closer. a game of it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Oregon's gonna want to come out and punch them dead, in, dead in the mouth, dead in the throat. However you however you see that, mm-hmm. especially with that arena in Oregon, like I heard, it gets crazy there. And Bo so, Nix
0: ain't no slouch.
2: No, he's a he's an NFL quarterback. Yes, um, a, yeah, just a future one. And so I think Oregon's going to want to come out and and. Beat up on them bad, and so if Colorado can get it to the start of the second quarter, I think they'll make a game of
1: it. If they can stop them on a bunch of third downs, yep. they can punt mm-hmm. and keep it that way. That they, they'll be able to keep up in the game, but they got to stop deep balls. They can't get beat. They can't get beat on. They got communication's got to be there, and I think they'll coach them up to be like, "Hey, they're gonna try to hit us here. We gotta mm-hmm. be smart." You think about it, Colorado State. The only reason why they scored on early was a couple trick plays. Yeah, flea flicker. Mm. Like, it was funny. You see the little quarterback. I'm like, you didn't even throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> how, right. how you going to get all excited? Get excited. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm launching darts. Right. You you like ain't, a, your running back did. Right. you so, like a magician. Yeah, you threw two interceptions. Right. <laughs> Man. But, so, I think if they can keep it close, I agree. With Blades, if they keep it close, it, it, it definitely should be 22. And I don't think they're going to let it get to that point.
0: Yeah. I just don't see it happening.
1: And let's be honest. Anyone's going to make money off of this thing. Uh, people turning in to watch.
0: Hey, take the spread.
2: I'm not. Mm, I'm not touching that one.
1: Take
0: the spread. Mm, there you go. Take it. Mm. Twenty one and a half. Take it. You gonna take
1: it? I'm taking it. You know what? You know, like Seinfeld. They says when things ain't going right, you gotta do the total opposite. Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> great episode, by the way.
0: So great episode.
1: So I'm to do the opposite. opposite, right? <laughs> yep. Obviously, what you've
0: been doing. Yeah. You're right. It hasn't been working this week. Listen, this week I've been getting smacked. Just keep,
2: just keep, just be steady.
0: Maybe I should just fade it altogether. Just fade it. So there you go. Fade it and just watch the game. <laughs> anyway, uh, that w- ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we we you know what we're we're not gonna expand on the books this week. I had some props that I was gonna throw out there, but we're running short on time, so we'll jump into gifts. Um, so the first sneaker that we have up on gifts. For this week is driving on 927 it's going to be the nike air max one uh familia uh colorway these are going to be 140 um i think they did pretty well on the execution here at first i thought these were going to be the uh dia de los muertos i probably just jacked that oh, all the way up not enough tequila. i think i jacked that <laughs> all the way up uh oh. but but it, I thought that these were going to be the day of the dead, essentially. There you go. Um, so I won't try to say that in Spanish again. Uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Spanish speaking <laughs> fans that are watching this. this, this might get some more tequila. <laughs> That's round to beat up. Uh, but anyway, these are going to be dropping on nine twenty seven. They feature a uh, pink mug guard with a kind of green outline on it. Uh, you and that pink mug guard is going to be a suede. Um, the Nike swoosh is also going to be a suede, but it has some texture to it. Um, the toe box, the mid panel, the, uh, back tab all have like this tan color as well. Um, you have like an orange color going through like the eyelids and through the mid panel, you have a little bit of yellow and it's a lot of pop of color in these. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of texture on them as well because I think the green outline that's on the the pink mud guard there as well is more of a canvas material. Um, I'm not sure what the the toe box and the mid-panel are. I think the mid-panel is leather, actually. And then the toe box, I, I just can't really tell what that material is, but it has some texture to it as well. You get a special box that says Familia on it. Um, it's multicolored just like the sneaker. Um, you have special... Um, insoles on them as well um 140 i don't i don't mind that price um i don't know if i'm gonna have to grab them as soon as they drop so i guess it would be kind of technically a sleep for cheap for me so um but i do like them i do like them i think that they pop air max ones are very comfortable um i think that you're probably going to get a very premium product with this because this is made for uh hispanic heritage month um or Latino heritage month is, I think it's Hispanic. Hispanic. Yeah, it's mm. Hispanic heritage month
2: for October for October. Mm.
0: Yes, yes, that's what these are dropping for. Um, 140 dollars not a bad price. Um, sleep for cheap for me. Um, Coach, what's your thoughts?
1: I'm not a big fan of Air Maxes because they go to that point. Okay. Because I always feel like they make my toes feel like this when I get out okay. of here. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> too oh, narrow. narrow. Too, for too. <laughs> narrow for you. Too narrow. I mean, like, I almost got by a 15 yep. just so my feet can feel comfortable. There you go. So, I mean, the colorway, it is, it is, it is a decent little colorway, but... I'm also uh, I'm 45, so I can't be wearing too much pink.
0: That's fair. That's you know? fair.
1: So I would I wouldn't cop these for too me. much pop
0: of color. And it it's too much
1: pop of color for me. Okay,
0: so on as a scale, I'm in my black and gray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on a scale of gotta have them, flip them, or sleep for cheat. I'd flip them. Okay, you flip them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Blaze.
2: They're a sleeper for me. I like the colorway with it. Um, it reminds me of Mexican candy. Like okay. How, like I can see how I that. used to when I was teaching at Turner. Um, Hispanic kids used to come in and be like, "Mr. Blunt, you got to try this candy." I'm like, "This kind of what, what's the difference?" They're like, "It's it's a Mexican candy or a Hispanic candy." I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is delicious. God dang! So this is like this is like good candy
0: right here." It's so. kind of like Mexican Coke. They say Mexican Coca Cola. That <laughs> is. excuse Thank me, Coca Cola. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> but they make it with real sugar, so they say it's better, right? Right. So, yes. You
1: know, it's, 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 real Coke's always better, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: but uh yeah we'll move into the next (laughs) sneaker here it is going to be dropping on 928 it's going to be the nike dunk low sb uh born and raised collaboration uh this one is going to be 130 dollars um this one was delayed it was originally supposed to come Mm -hmm. out like a few months ago but the born and raised uh owner actually died Mm -hmm. so they they delayed the release everything like that Um, but very detailed sneaker on this one. So um, if you know what dunks look like, you have a white mid panel, you have a white toe, you have a white around like the ankle and the heel. Um, You have a holographic swoosh that is kind of like a a white and blue holographic. Um, You have the one block at a time embroidered on the toes that is going from the right shoe over to the left shoe. So one block on the right shoe and at a time on the left shoe. Mm. Um, the, um, toe cap, the eye, the eyelets and like around the ankle is all going to be this blue suede. Um, you also have the born SB in the insoles. You have that on the, uh, back tab it actually instead of it saying nike airs is born sb there as well um you also have uh one other detail behind the tongue which i can't remember exactly what it says but there's a special detail there as well 130 dollars that's a great price for this for this sneaker being so special um and with the owner having recently passed the resale on these is going to be insane it is going to be insane. Um, these are a flip for me. Plain and simple. Flip. Coach, what's your thoughts? I already told you about
1: Air Force Ones on my feet.
0: <laughs> so you're treating dunks and Air Force Heck Ones as one yes. and the same. I got you. But
1: I don't get me wrong. Like I said I love the low tops. And honestly, like this would be one I would actually say I wouldn't, and that's my problem, I wouldn't flip these. I would actually probably rock them with a pair of jeans. Okay. Especially with fall and winter coming up. Mm-hmm. Especially okay. that blue and white colorway with the little fade color on the Nike. Fitting
0: for Sumner Academy, right? So you yeah. already know mm-hmm. I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know, go
1: to a Sumner football game in the fall. Yeah. That's why I'd probably cop these. Okay. When I should flip them. Okay. Kind of like you with your betting on
0: your football, huh? Hey, hey, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> 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 I should do the opposite, but I'm not. all right uh blaze what's your thoughts
2: i i would unfortunately flip these i feel bad saying that since buddy passed away you know it's kind (laughs) of like it's kind of like flipping kobe's or something like that like Mm. you you know the price is going to double or triple its worth because of somebody dying but i mean i mean i'm trying to make some money i'm sure he would (laughs) he would agree with me doing that right that's fair I feel okay? They
0: <laughs> 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 say so you feel okay. Oh, I feel o- am I all right?
2: I don't know. Oh, I feel dirty. I'll flip them, though, quickly. Okay. Yes. Okay.
0: Sorry. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> last sneaker we're going to re- talk about here is dropping on my mom's birthday, 930. Hey. Uh, happy birthday to my mom on that day. Absolutely. Um, these are going to be the Air Jordan 8 playoffs. They're going to be dropping for $210 which is too much in my opinion. But hey, that's to each his own. To each his own. If you feel like that price is right, spend it. To me it's too much. Uh
2: just just describe. <laughs> just describe the classic sneaker, please. For you get on you get on with your soliloquy about the price. Describe the paint so, that picture. Oh, so all-
1: heat coming from that direction.
0: <laughs> just made my hat go up a little heat so these are gonna be all black suede upper or i think it might even be new buck it depends on um how they decided to detail the sneaker Mm -hmm. um but all black uh upper with suede or new buck material um you get the jordan new buck uh, buck. buck. okay because he already has them so yeah, that's you know. kind of why he got a little angry. that's why he was mad yeah that's why he got a little a little upset with me there. Um uh, but anyway <laughs> I got your back <laughs> <laughs> they featured the strap going across the uh <laughs> the um laces over these guys. Um these are what Jordan wore in the ninety three season during the playoffs. Um very thick, chunky sneaker to say the least. Now you're about to make me mad. Don't talk about the chunky sneakers back (laughs) in the (laughs)
1: day. I got your back.
2: There you go. Thank
0: you, Coach. Switching teams. There you go. But plenty of uh, detail on these. So you have the multicolor outsole, which is like blue, red, black, um, red, purple, Mm -hmm. yellow in there even. Um, You got a little bit of that in the sock liner there too. Um, This sneaker is very supportive. Your ankles are protected. In these, yes. So if you don't want to twist an ankle or turn an ankle, this is the sneaker for you. Um, twenty three over the strap, uh, red Jumpman on the tongue with the little carpet-like uh, texture there as well, little shag. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the uh, pull tab on the back that's red. You're gonna have the Nike Air on the insole. Um, you have the red, black, and white. Kind of like design on the mud guard mm-hmm. over there towards like the heel of the sneaker. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much going to detail this sneaker for you. For me, uh, th- this is a sleeper cheap. But I'm not really a big fan of eight, so it's a sleeper cheap for me. Uh, coach, what's your thoughts? I'm flipping
1: because somebody gonna want them shoes. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm gonna make my money. Yes. But no, I would flip them. I was never a crazy eight fan. Okay. Yeah, even the name Crazy 8, I was like, no, never, never looked at them, never wanted to play them, never really liked them. Like I said, I was one of those, I like Jordans for the look. If some of them look good, those are the ones I want. I didn't buy them just because they were Jordans. That's fair. So, nope. I'm flipping them because they're going to resell. Right. Fair that's
2: assessment. Blake? Got to have them. Already <laughs> got them. I the, just sold, the, them dep- sold them to them. them to me. Depending, <laughs> I may get two pair, hey. right? Classic sneaker. It's an eight. People don't have, they have their feelings about eights. I get it. A comfortable sneaker can never hoop in them. Don't ever hoop in eights. They don't have any <laughs> breathability. Yeah, yeah, they don't have no ventilation. It's, it's awful. I don't know how Jordan did it. Jordan is a monster, as we all know. But I don't know how he did that. Because
1: but... he had a new pair every game. Yeah, that's
2: true. <laughs> that's true. Um, swap it out. But I, it's a classic OG sneaker that that, you know. I mean, like you gotta have them, so I had to have them. Obviously, you don't have to have them, but that's fair. I would like to. I've I've got visions of having all six of the sneakers that Jordan won, and having like a poster and having those sneakers up with mm-hmm. that. So, um, I think I got four out of six of them.
1: Which ones are you missing?
2: I think I'm missing the Raptor. Um, what are those? The Sevens. Mm-hmm. I'm missing the Raptor Sevens. Ah, and I can't remember. I think low key. I think I sold my bread thirteens.
1: Mm. I can't
2: find them. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think those two.
1: Guess what I got.
2: Exactly. See, there you go. There you go. You want to come see me? For real? Yeah, I'm gonna come holla at you. No, I'm not flipping them. (laughs) I need, I need those back because now I might have to walk in in my bread thirteens. Yep, the bread (laughs) thirteens. Those bread thirteens is crazy, Mm. and they are a high price, and I don't want to give up that money for the resale. So I think the Raptor sevens and the bread thirteens. Okay, I'm missing.
0: Mm. Okay, so. Well, that is going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, We want to thank DNC Productions once again for having us in this lovely studio, always supporting with Chase the Beast back there behind the boards. Um, But, uh, yeah, we're going to close out the show. Uh, So, Coach, tell people where they can find you on social media or where they can find you in general.
1: What's social media these days? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. No, I'm just simple. You know, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Casey Rebel Four. Um, I'm on Instagram, Casey Rebel Four. All that's together. Uh, I have a Twitter account. I started at Sumner Academy Boys Basketball Twitter account. Nice. Yep. I'm trying to. They want us to put more social things out there. So I got on that. But I'm not hard to find. If you ever need me, I'm always at Sumner Academy. Um, you guys know how to find me, and it was a pleasure, and I thank you guys for having me on. Yes, and sir. I'm proud of both of y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank you, know, you sir. That's, that, that's a 45-year-old talk. I'm proud of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm proud of both of you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay,
0: okay, thank you, sir. Uh, Blaze, where can they find you in Kick City? They can find me at Lucky Lefty 31
2: on IG. They can also follow us on Twitter or X now, um, mm. the social media formerly known as Twitter that's now X. Mm. And they can follow us on City underscore Kick on X Twitter. However, X the bird, I, it really doesn't matter. That's the social media grind that we're on, so... Another another one down. Where can they find you in Kick City, Marco?
0: They can find me personally at MB2Remix on Instagram. They can find me on Twitter or X at uh, DAMB2Experience on the Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, and then you can find Kick City on Instagram at Kick underscore City nine one three on Instagram. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, all that different stuff. And we're out. Mm-hmm. The
3: fight. The fight. The fight.